Now, when you design a story that sells, you have to think about what is the belief that my audience must have for them to say yes to the offer or the next steps that you're offering. Before we jump into the episode, I wanted to thank Red Tree Albums for supporting the podcast and keeping this thing going. Right now, this is the perfect time to be selling albums to your clients. It's the time to catch up on albums. It's the time to sell them. And I think Red Tree is a really, really great solution for you. I use them. I love their Hanamule Museum etching paper. It has this beautiful texture to it. I love their service. I love everything about them. I highly recommend them. Go check them out. Red Tree Albums are crafted by hand in Louisville, Kentucky. Go give them a follow on Instagram at Red Tree Albums or their website is redtreealbums.com and their customer service is great. Go check them out. Now on to the show. Welcome to another episode of The Photo Report. I'm Braden Flynn, your host, and I am here to try to be an encouraging voice to help you through this time of just figuring out what to do with your business, what to do with your life, how to be, how to spend your time well, how to just do this well, and to come out on the other side stronger and better. And in this episode today, we have Colin Boyd on, who is someone who teaches you how to sell better, whether that's selling a workshop, having a virtual stage, or selling just whatever the product is you have, selling your photography, selling just how to tell a good story, how to sell better. And selling right now can be scary for people and hard for people, but yeah, I think this episode is going to be a really good one. So excited to have you on. Colin, welcome to the show. Yeah. Hey, Braden. So uh, good to be on the show here today. I'm excited to have this conversation. So in terms of me, you can probably hear my accent is Australian, but we live in Newport Beach, uh, just down the road from yourself. And oh, it is, um, it's definitely a unique time. I am a speaker. I'm a trained professional speaker and, and trainer. I've done over 10 years in like on the speaking circuit, traveled all around the world. And it was probably about six years ago that I started my first online course and started doing online stages like webinars and videos and Facebook lives and all that sort of stuff. And now essentially my main focus is helping people to effectively speak and sell on a stage. And that stage could be a webinar, like a lot, like an online stage, or it could be a live workshop or something like that. Yeah. And so why I really wanted to have you on here is because a lot of photographers, especially, and especially in the wedding industry, they teach workshops. And a lot of those are live experiences and where you get people to come and learn from you. And for having this idea where now things like we can't really gather and events and big like conferences, they have been canceled or shut down and these opportunities for learning. There's also, you know, obviously the shift for just online courses and online education, but the idea of having like a virtual stage, I think is so relevant right now. And for people who have maybe thought of the idea of hosting a webinar or seen other people do it and they're like, well, why are you doing this? And you're giving away all this stuff for free. Just, I thought it would be this really neat conversation for people that don't really, this isn't their world to sort of come into it and be maybe spark some ideas of how they can take one, maybe one of the things that they do really well and turn it into something that they can teach and they can sell just as a, maybe an alternative, alternative revenue source, or just maybe a whole new business model. But you, um, yeah, with that, can you yeah, maybe no, talk makes... into a little bit about Absolutely. what that looks like? I mean, I, and I know that this is something that you've done really well. And I really, you know, acknowledge you for this because I know you're an exceptional, phenomenal photographer you've built, but you've also built a business. You haven't just built a practice 
where you're running around to clients taking photos, you've actually built a business with your e-commerce and everything that you do. So like, I love that you're, this is not just talk, like the sophisticated model that you're talking about, you've actually built, you've li- you're living that. And so firstly, I want to acknowledge you, Braden, in that, Thank um, you. which is really cool, man. And I could just tell like when I, when we first met, uh, I think it was at a friend's um, kid's birthday, birthday party. party. It was yeah. like a kid's birthday. <laughs> it was like a three-year-old birthday party or something. Um, and, you know, I could just tell that you've got capacity and you've you've been through some, you know, probably some challenges. You've learned from those and, and you've seen some great wins as well, which is really cool. So, I mean, for me, I was thinking about the similarities between running a, a you know, a photography business and actually running a speaking business because I've never running a photography business before, but I know as a speaker, you know, everything's live. So you've got to go to the client, you've got to deliver your presentation, you've got to do the shoot, you've got to, you know, do the stuff with the client, you've got to fly to them, all that sort of stuff, which is great fun. But (laughs) when something like this happens with COVID, it definitely makes you go, holy moly, like, how do I actually do business? Do I just roll, curl up and kind of die for a while <laughs> and wait till everything kind of changes? Or do I look at this as, as, a, as an idea of, uh, I mean, one of the beliefs that I have is that everything that happens in life is working for you, not against you, even though it feels like it's happening against you at the time, is that when it's happening, if, if, if we could just imagine that this was happening for you on some weird level, even though it felt really uncomfortable, Imagine it was happening for you. I wonder if you were to listen in and almost listen to the whisper in your heart of what is what is it what is it telling you? What is it whispering in your heart of like to change or to do or to shift? Because something like this happened for me probably six years ago. I remember I was I had you know quite a lot of training and speaking lined up. Or we just had a new baby. Uh, I was feeling that responsibility of like being a new dad and all that sort of stuff. And I remember picking up the phone call of a client who represented like 80% of my income. He was a big mining client and uh, it was, you know, it was worth a lot of money to me and we had booked in training the whole year and I was like, we're set, like we're easy, we're cruising. In one phone call, he canceled my whole contract and he was a bit of a brawly guy. Um, so it was, it was like I had just no say to it. He was just a machine. And uh, because the whole mining industry went into a downturn, he was like, I just can't, we can't do the, the contract. And so all of a sudden in one phone call, I had like 80% of my income taken from me. And I know that it was a different situation to what's happening now, but it was kind of similar in the sense of like something externally to my control happened to me. And I tell you what, I was in a funk definitely for like a good week or so. And then I started to go, okay, if this was happening for me, what is it telling me? And then that was when I first started building like a different type of business model where I started using webinars and online stages and building my first digital course to actually grow, you know, like a business as opposed to just doing a speaking here and there and running a practice. Uh, Does that make sense? Hundred percent, yeah, and I think this this is something that we've talked about in the in the last handful of episodes. Almost every time is one something that I keep saying is we've been given this gift of time, you know, or we've been given a stick and the spokes of our bicycle wheel, and yeah, we've now that's face that's been it. me because yeah. for me there's there's a lot less time because because I mean well you've got a few kids as well, um, you know we've got like so much less time, but it is, it is a stick in the front forks of the bike. (laughs) Yeah. Right. You know, but, but the amazing thing is it's happened to everybody. 
You know, it's yes. not just you. It's not because you suck at what you're doing. It's it's what's happened to everybody, which is different, you know, but it's it takes a little bit of the weight off the shoulders of feeling like, oh, I'm not good enough. Yeah. And, and if you like are you, feeling that, though, it's like hopefully like hopefully you can. That's that is not true. You know, the only thing that, you know, the choices that you have right now, which is really going to make the difference on who you become is what you do with that. Right. You know, it's like you either waste this time or you really, really can use it to pivot or build something new or like create a different whole other like line of business that might never have even like happened if you didn't have this thing happen to you, which is sort of what happened to you, it sounds like. Oh, exactly. It, it forced me. And as much as I wish that I could look back on my life and go, you know what? It was the, I got to a level of success and then I went, what's my next level of success? And then I went to that. It really happens like that. It's usually you find yourself in a really challenging necessity driven situation and you're forced to innovate. And that's what happened to me. And that was when I built my first online course and started going online. And to be honest, I had a lot of friends say to me, like, this is a waste of time. That's too difficult. You haven't done this before. I've seen so many people try that and it hasn't worked. And, you know, this was six years ago when it was still kind of new. And, but I remember I built my first online course and we went online. I read my first promotion and it was like, <laughs> we had over, we had about 600 people go through it. And out of the 600 people, I had one person join my course. Now, now, yes, I was grateful for the one person, but I was also bitterly disappointed because uh, I actually made a lot less money than I did from actually building the course. So first of all, I'm like, this is a disaster. I knew I shouldn't have done it. Like all this sort of stuff going on in my head, right? And then I'll never forget the time when uh, I started to run some webinars and then started to like running an online stage and doing some videos and we built it up. And I remember I ran a webinar and, and it was the first time, I think it was about four or five months later, I'd been doing a webinar once a month and then I did a $10,000 webinar. And I remember going, I just did $10,000 on a webinar and I'm like, I haven't met these people before. And I mean, that's what I used to charge for a speaking engagement and I would have to fly and go out away, but this one was an online one. And I remember that really changed my, my perspective of what was possible. And I realized that that journey of making mistakes was inevitable, but I needed that kind of that, you know, the fork in the front <laughs> wheels yeah. and the face plant for that to actually happen and to start that momentum. Yeah. So for people that are not, have never done webinars or are not familiar with that, when you even say I did a 10K webinar, what does that mean? Yeah. So basically uh, how it works is if you think about it like Zoom, right? Which you definitely want to own stocks in right now. Um, Zoom have, you know, their webinar platform, which is actually what we're recording right now on with the podcast here. And uh, they people register and then you set a time and a date. So people turn up live or they get the recording. You can send it to them after if you wish. And basically you teach for usually like 45 minutes. And what I teach is it's not like normal teaching where you're just, you just think, oh, what content should I teach? And then at the end, like a lot of people go, what content should I teach? They teach the content and at the end they put like a really awkward sell. And, and it's like, it feels really awkward. The energy changes too much. And it's like, and usually people see pretty average results, but after doing hundreds of these things, I've worked out that you can't just teach and then sell. You have to actually teach and sell at the same time. And so there's, there's like this, I call it infusion selling and infusion selling is essentially this idea of 
there's a certain way that you teach so that when you teach, it actually creates value for the listener no matter what, but it also creates an internal desire for what you have. And so, you know, basically what you're doing is you're building almost like tension in the listener's mind and heart to start to really get to a point where they have to make a decision of, is this something that I really want to move towards or is it not? And if it's not, then it's not, that's fine. So it's not like pushy. It's more like you speak in a way that creates desire. Um, I call it irresistible communication essentially. And it's like, it creates a desire for what you have as opposed to them feeling like pushed into what you have and awkwardly kind of, you know, manipulated into it. So yeah. Does that make sense? hundred percent. Yeah. What can you, is there any way to give a tactical example of that? hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. So, uh, so I've got nine infusion selling strategies. Like one of them, one of them is, is your story. Now you might just say like, Oh, we always tell stories in, in trainings or maybe you run a, maybe you run a workshop or something, or maybe you want to sell people into a workshop that you're running. Like once the COVID lifts, maybe you want to start running live workshops again. So on your videos or your promotional videos, most people share a story, but this is the thing. Most people don't understand what an infusion selling story is or a story that sells. There's a big difference between a story that sells and a story that just entertains or engages people. So most average people, in the speaking industry or average uh, people who run businesses really think that stories are there to engage the audience, to provide entertainment and yeah, engagement and entertainment is the main thing that people think about it or supporting their point. Now, when you design a story that sells, you have to think about what is the belief that my audience must have for them to say yes to the offer or the next steps that you're offering. And so the story has to transfer the belief that you they need to have to be able to say yes to the next offer. I'll give you an example. Like let's say uh, let's say you're selling imagery like photography. You're selling photography. So you want to share a story and hopefully can I, can I just Give you yeah. a different one that you could then go off of, which I think will hit the audience more. So let's say you're a photographer that has has been doing this for a little while and has had some success, and they also know how they can teach other people how to do what they've done, right? So they've got this skill set. There's other photographers that are out there looking to want to have a business and be able to like do this as their full time job, right? The the whole like side gig to like I want to do this. This is my dream job. I want to quit my day job. So that's almost like probably the story and the hook, right? But I think with that example, that's more like selling the photographs is one thing, but I think on the idea and the topic of what you have, can you run with that? Absolutely. So you always come back to what is the belief that the audience must have to say yes to that particular offer or that idea? Like let's say this, I'm assuming they'll be selling a course that would help someone to build a photography business, right? So let's say that's the thing that, or they're selling some sort of training, a workshop, right? So you have to think about, you have to find a story that that identifies the moment and it's best when it's like the first moment or when you can find that revel, revelatory moment of when you realized that 
there was a certain way of building a business that actually worked in a certain way of building business that didn't a photography business. And so you want to share a story where you had like a revelation or an epiphany of, wow, doing business like this as a photographer is the future of how you build a freelance free, um, like, um, you know, freedom driven, highly profitable type of a business. And so it's not about just telling your story of like building a business. It's about identifying where was that moment that you had that revelation of, man, I've worked it, I've worked it out. And so when you share the story, you share it in the story arc of the struggle all the way through to the revelatory moment and then through to the success that you've had. And you've got to reinforce that revelatory moment, that, that epiphany. And so uh, the example of that for me is like, obviously I teach people to use a stage, right? So that could be a webinar stage or it could be a live stage. And I've got two or three stories of where I share from struggle, not having any clients to getting a speaking gig and that speaking gig literally transforming my business overnight. Um, Are you able to, can that, you give one of those? Like if you were just to yeah, give, give so, us, can you give us your pitch? Let me, let me do it. Let me do yeah, it. Pitch me. So I was sitting in my two bedroom apartment uh, in Australia, had no clients at all. I actually had one client and he was paying me a very low fee irregularly. And I remember thinking, my gosh, I don't think I can actually build this coaching business. I don't think this is going to work. And I, we were just really struggling for money and things would just felt difficult. I tried a few random things like posting on Facebook and kind of contacting a few friends. And I just was really struggling to get clients. And what happened was I got given a referral to a free speaking engagement. This was for a unit. It was actually for a university alumni speaking engagement. And I remember getting ready for it and going into it that evening. I came around, my, my wife and I were walking up the stairs. It was literally a dark and stormy night. And we walked in and the event organizer comes up to me and he's like, Colin, you wouldn't believe it. This is the biggest event we've ever had. Like people are so excited. He, he said, we've got 137 people coming tonight and like they're just pumped. Now for me, that was bad news because <laughs> I just felt like, great, I'm going to look like an idiot in front of more people. And so, but I went in, I delivered my presentation at the end, I made an offer and the offer was just simply to stay in contact with me for, uh, and to basically go in the draw to win some coaching, uh, in exchange for their, their details out of the 137, there was like 125 of them that gave me their details. So first of all, instantly I had a database. I had like 125 people, uh, which at the time was a lot. And then I also did a whole bunch of coaching, like free coaching on the back end of that and did some free sessions with people and talk, talk to people. I ended up signing 12 coaching clients. So I had a full-time coaching practice within about a month after it. And then uh, it was actually about four days later, I got a call from a director from Hewlett Packard who said, I love what you spoke about at that free event that you know you spoke at. He didn't say free. He didn't know it was free, but <laughs> at the event you spoke at. And he said, hey, we've got a training day coming up would you mind speaking for us at the HP training day? And I was like, yeah, sure. That'd be great. And, uh, and he asked me how much I was. And at the time I'd never set a speaking fee before. So I, I told him a, a fee that my mentor had told me to say, which was $4,000. So we, and I almost like choked on and died on, um, on that. <laughs> and I said, 4,000. He was like, yeah, yeah, that, that sounds good. We could do that. And I was thinking, wow, he just said yes. So easy. 
And then, and I said, oh, how many people are going to be at that event? And he was like, oh, there's probably going to be about five, five and a half thousand at that event. <laughs> I remember just like thinking, gosh, did he say 5,000 people? But for me, that was the moment where I realized that one stage, literally one stage can transform your business overnight. So that's an example of a signature story, right? It, it, transfer, it takes people on this journey of struggle through to success with a revelatory moment of one speaking engagement. And I've experienced this in my life. I've, ex, I've seen people do it over and over again. Our students do it over and over again. One stage, and that could be an online stage because I've, I've done online summits and there might be a lot of people who are listening who can do online summits or be a, be a guest speaker at online summit, that sort of stuff. I did an online summit just recently and we've had about five or six clients who join our main program, um, join just from the online summit that I, that I spoke on. And so it can be online stages, offline stages can utilize that, that experience. Yeah. The uh, one, I have so many questions to go from, but I think the, the next just follow up would be, what is it? So how do you coach people through the ask, you know, through the sell? Because it's like it's way easier to do this, tell the story, be entertaining, be engaging, give the information. But how you described it earlier, so often people end up getting a little awkward. The tone changes, and they ask very timidly, right? Yeah. So you're you're talking a lot about setting them up. Almost, it's almost like selling them from the beginning. It sounds like so Correct. they sort of know what 100%. they're getting into. Yeah, hundred percent. Can you talk through now, that process? Yeah. And I think it's like, you have to find this balance of, cause you don't want it to feel like a sell, you know, like you don't want them to feel like, oh my gosh, this person just sold the whole time. You want to make sure that you're providing value in the midst of selling. And, and really that balance, that's one of the biggest struggles that people have when they come to me initially, especially a lot of speakers who come, they're like, I'm great at speaking, but I'm not great at the selling. And some people say, you know, I can kind of get sales, but I'm not great at providing or I provide too much value. Like a lot of times when they say too much value, I don't think that's true. What they're providing is too many like practical tips and how to's and stuff like that. Cause that just overwhelms people a lot of the time. So it's kind of like this. Um, and we'll get to the, the sell in a second. It's like, have you ever had your brain picked? I'm sure you have Braden like a, a thousand <laughs> yeah, yeah. times. Like, People say, oh, can we go out to coffee? Can I pick your brain? Right? And because they know you're good at what you do and they see it and they go, can, we, can I pick your brain? And can, I, can I have you on a podcast to pick your brain? <laughs> go on, proceed. So, well, I think a podcast is a little bit different because oh, no, it's no, like no, value I'm... exchange both ways. But the classic one is the, you know, the coffee, totally. you know, so it's not going to be useful for anyone else. Um and you go, you hang out with them. They pick your brain for two hours. You leave exhausted. You give them everything that you can. They walk away and you see them like two months later and you're like, oh, how'd you go? How are you going with everything we talked about? And they're like, oh, I haven't really done anything. <laughs> and the reason why they haven't done anything is because they didn't actually need the how-to. What they needed was a decision. And this is one of the core things that I teach people to do is that the thing that most people that that is stopping them is not the how to it's actually that they haven't made a congruent big enough decision to go after that area of their life. And so I really want to reframe what value actually is because most people see value, especially in a teaching mode. Most people initially see value as, as just providing how to information and how to information is actually kind of 
a little bit useless until someone has fully made a decision that this is what they want to go after. Now, if you come to a course with me, you do like one of our flagship courses, like Sell From Stage Academy, or you ever did a workshop with me, like there is so much how-to, it's not funny, right? I'm giving you every single how-to that you need to see success. But you get that because you've made the decision of going all in on it. And that is the biggest difference is that if you, if you provide, and it's the same for, you know, for I'm speaking to, you know, your listeners going, if you're going to do something for free, yes, you want to provide value, but you, but a core part of the value is getting the audience to a point of decision and commitment, not giving them all the how to's because you couldn't possibly give them all the how to's anyway in like an hour or so. And it's just going to actually like distract them if they don't have the full system to go after. Is this making sense? Totally. Yeah. And I think just, I don't, I don't, remember if we jumped ahead to this or not but when we're talking about why we're why we're talking about selling on stage is because really the webinar and just this is maybe for i think it's easy when like you and i maybe who are in this world who sort of know how those deal to just sort of like talk in a lingo but with a webinar what the can you just go through instead of me talking more will you tell people why that you host a webinar and what and a webinar would typically be what it would be like a free thing. Yeah. So then therefore, yeah. that's why you're then selling something because you're giving away something for free. You're like doing your coffee shop meetup, giving some really, you're not just like talking to talk, but you're giving some really valuable information, which is why yeah. people are there. And then you're leaving them with, so net, but if you want more, here's what, it, that's sort of the sell, right? Correct. You, you just make an offer at the end, which is essentially, hey, if you've resonated with me, if you like me, you, you resonate with the content that we talked about and you're ready to go deeper and apply this in your business or your life even further, then here are some next steps. If it's not right for you, then don't take them. If it is, then here's the next step. So it's very like invitational. It's not like, you know, hey, if you don't say yes to this, you're going to be a loser for the rest of your life. <laughs> you know, it's very like open hand, um, invitational. Now, What's a webinar? A webinar is essentially usually like an hour class where you're providing value around a very specific topic. So I'll give you an example. Like for us, we run a webinar. We're actually running it at the moment. We're running it tomorrow at the time of this recording. Um, it's, which is essentially how to sell on webinar and stage, right? So we have this training and I show people the mindset shifts and the formula of selling on webinar and stage and applies to both stages. And so that class, I go through like a process of helping them to understand what challenges they're facing, um, help them to understand some of the shifts they need to make mindset wise, show them some like some formulas that they can utilize and, and use. And then, you know, just making sure that it's really valuable, you really useful. And then if they like it, then they can take some next steps. Um, if it's something that they resonate with and they want to really dive deep into. Where would people, if, is that something that's just happening tomorrow? Are you going to have like a repeat if people wanted to find that webinar? Yeah. I mean, if people want to check it out, they can go to colinboyd.co forward slash class. Um, so it's just the .co, not the .com. There's a music singer. He, he's a country guy. He won't let me have the .com. Um, so bless his soul. 
but colinboyd.co forward slash class is where you, I mean, you can check it out. If you miss it, you, I'm sure, you know, I'll run them again, but you can kind of register your interest there. Um, but that can be, that's, I mean, even if you just want to jump on and see an example of it, that's a really good example. I mean, this webinar for us does really well. And this is something that I've refined for, you know, six or so years. And so you'll see a refined process of that, that you can kind of copy and swipe and utilize and so forth. And for marketing terms, webinars would be really considered top of the funnel, right? Yes. It's for me, there's kind of a few processes. There's awareness and awareness is like podcasts. It could be posts on social media. Um, It could be, uh, I mean, usually awareness for me is like ads, like running a, like a classic kind of ad that would, it would just getting some awareness of people. It could be general videos, maybe Facebook lives that you're doing. You're just getting awareness, right? People are getting to know you. They're starting to follow you, all that sort of stuff. Then after awareness, there's indoctrination. And indoctrination is where they start to really get to know you. And that process in a webinar is the emails you send prior to the webinar. I might even send some videos prior to the webinar and then it's the webinar itself. And so the webinar is, is really the conversion mechanism. And so you've got awareness, which is top of top, top of funnel. Then there's like indoctrination. And I would say, to be honest, a podcast is a really great indoctrination. When I say indoctrination, it's essentially helping your audience to make mainly the mindset shifts they need to make to start seeing progress in that area and really resonating with you. So you're essentially helping them to, to take on the beliefs that have been most helpful for you as an expert. So for you, Braden, like the beliefs that you've developed to run a successful business that you run, like you share those beliefs and those shifts and they start to think like that. And then they start to go, Hey, you know, I want to do this for real. How do I do this for real? And then that's the conversion mechanism, which is, could be a webinar. It could be a live launch, which is what we teach as well. It's like a, it's like a three part live video series. Uh, It could be a live event. Uh, Once we start, we can run live events again. Like they're really classic conversion or it could be a one-on-one call. Um, That's like a, that's like a classic conversion mechanism. And then you've got the transformation, which is the actual, the program, the course, the workshop, the delivery of the of the promise. So, with COVID right now, where people are like businesses shut down for a lot of people, so now yeah. spending money is sort of scary. Yes, and, and you see a lot of people are giving away content for free. Yeah, a question as a strategy it was like how how much content do you give away for free or even, even I'm sure like on your website, you have content that's free, which is sort of a lead magnet, or maybe it's a, a, you know, things like that. But do you have any thoughts around that? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, I give a ton of content away for free, right? Because there is a level of trust that you have to build with your audience. Um, but a lot of people, there's usually like three types of content. One type of content people call it like, um, uh, I'm going to call it like the coaching content. So coaching content is where you, uh, you show people what to do and it's not usually how to do it's what to do. So it's like, these are the, these are the three big areas to focus on. This is what to do as opposed to this is the exact process you need to follow the tools you need to use and the step-by-step criteria to follow to create that outcome. Cause that is what your audience should pay you for 
because by the way, they are not usually ready for that and they won't even do it until they've actually made a, a financial transaction with you. And so that's the first type of content is like what content. So it's, it's coaching content. So I'm sharing like what to do. The second type of content is contrarian. And contrarian is where you're basically bringing up or going against what other people say. So this really starts to um, create, it's kind of like it starts to distinguish you as a thought leader. And so, you know, everyone might be saying one thing and then you say the opposite. Um, Or you say something that's a little bit controversial, um, but then you could back it up with evidence and then why you think that way. And so contrarian is fantastic for shaking up the marketplace and for you standing out, kind of being a bit of a beacon. And people will start to get, some people will get angry at you especially if you don't back up your contrarian view very well, but it will also create a very strong connection with those people who really resonate with that. So it's, it creates a more, more emotional intensity. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally does. And then the third type is companion content and companion is where you basically, um, show them that you're like them. And so you show them that, Hey, I'm kind of with you. I've got you. We're in this together. Hashtag, um, like all that sort of stuff. And you do those three types of content. Um, and that's going to be really helpful to distinguish you as a thought leader in your industry. So it's not, most people only do the coaching content. So they give you some like what to do. Here's what to do. Here's three tips. Here's three ideas. Like that's really cool, but you have to have the full spectrum to really create an engaged front of funnel um, business that people are engaged to get ready to then, you know, join your programs and stuff. Yeah. And I would imagine in some of the stuff that you're teaching, it's like, it's one thing to just run, like a workshop or a course, but to then almost shift it where this becomes like for a lot of people and some yourself included, like this is your full-time business is selling. You were telling me on before the call of someone who sells courses on boudoir photography. That's making over a million dollars a year, just selling these courses. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah. You know, so, so, but this, the idea of turning this, not just into a you know, making a course and selling it once or which would sometimes be the live performance, but then having some this evergreen content that you can run, you know, webinars can be recorded, then they can be just run as, you know, maybe it's not a live webinar, but it's a past thing that you've already recorded and done. So um, I'm imagining maybe tell us the whole gamut of the things that you like the services that you offer. So if someone that is interested, they can come to you and be like, oh, okay, we we have these like small resources, but then we also have like this full intensive of like, Hey, if you want to make this year, like a big gig, like here's how we can help. Yeah. So, I mean, like I mentioned, I mainly just help people speak confidently and sell on webinar or stage. That's kind of the main thing that I do. Um, and you know, there's a few kind of free resources that I think might be useful for the audience. If, if they're interested, one of them is, is helping them to unpack their story. And so we talked about signature story before and the difference between a signature story and then a signature story that sells. And so I created a resource recently, um, which is called sell with story guide. 
and it helps them to find their signature story, like in their past or their past experiences, and then to shape it so that it actually sells what they do. So the reason why this is really helpful is like, you can use that on Facebook live this afternoon. You can use that on a webinar. If you want to run one, you can use it on a video. Like it's just so universal. So that's a really good one. Um, the, if you want to download that, I'm sure you'll put the the content notes in the, in the, um, what do they call it? The show notes. Show notes yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a sell with sto- sell with story guide.com. So just type in sell with story guide.com and that'll show up. So that's kind of like one of the easiest ways where you can check me out with uh, colinboyd.co for, um, yeah, just colinboyd.co. So, um, yeah, but basically for me, it's about helping you to, to use your stage as well. And that could be to create a course that could be to sell your photography. That could be to do a whole bunch of things. A lot of people even just use the content to design videos. Like if you want to have a video that sits on your website and tells your story and really gets people to take an action, because that's my goal. My goal is always to get people to take an action. And I think average speakers just speak to entertain, but great speakers speak to, to get people to take an action. And it's not just, and it's not just, hey, do this. It's you have to speak in a way that creates immense desire and tension in people's world, so that they're like ready to step up beyond their comfort zone. Yeah, and now that I am realizing the story that I interrupted you and had you sell something different, which was from photographers to photographers, the I that idea of selling the story just for, you made me think of it with having that video on your website. It's like for you selling to your typical client, maybe you're not trying to be an educator, but what you're trying to do is sell to a bride, a couple, someone who's going to book yes. you for your services, someone who maybe you shoot commercially and you're trying to, you know, this is, this is what you have to offer and how to communicate that. So people exactly how you described it. So it's not just like this hard sell, but it's like convincing them that they want what you have to offer. Yes. And it's like, if you tell it in a story format and that could be a story of like a client and the challenges that they went through and then the decision that they made and then the magical moment that they had and then the experience they had post and what they take with them and then what that meant for them. Like you tell that story, you sell without selling. So, because the power of story is that people, people don't listen to your story. This is what's so powerful is when they listen, when they're hearing your story, they're actually listening to their own story because they project themselves into that story and go, oh, that's what I want. What if that would happen for me? And that is the power and persuasion of story. And it's one of one of the infusion selling strategies, but it's just, I think it's a fundamental one that everyone can use straight away. Have you read Donald Miller's Building a Story Brand? Love Donald Miller's work. I think he is exceptional. He's one of my favorite marketers on the planet. Mm -hmm. But what basically is exactly what you're describing is the point that he makes in, he's talking about building, like telling us how to use story to sell, like basically sell your product or sell your brand. But the idea, we often think of ourselves as the hero in the story, that our business is the hero in the story. But Mm. actually he's like, no, no, no. Like, what you're trying to do is what Colin was just describing is your audience, your customer is the actual hero. What you want to be Mm -hmm. is the guide. You want to be the person that says, Hey, you in this story that you are now projecting into the story that I'm telling, 
here's a problem that you're facing. Here's a stumbling block that, block that you're encountering. Here's the thing that you need. And here's how I can help you, you know, accomplish that. Here's how I can help you um, get to that. Sorry. <laughs> here's how I can help you, you know, overcome this thing. And this basically, if you are this guide versus the hero, there's a huge perspective shift that happens there in the way that you're talking, right? A hundred percent. And I even think that even if you tell a story about you, if you look at it through the lens of you're telling this not about you, you're actually telling this so that you can be a guide to other people, you actually tell it in a different way. And so, cause you're telling it in a way that resonates with the audience, instead of just like re reiterating or rehashing what you went through, you're thinking, how do I language this so that when they listen to it, they're like, my gosh, I'm going through that as well. Maybe he could help me or she could help me. Yeah. If you have this, if you can come up with the ability to help somebody solve a problem that they have. If you can create the solution to their problem, you know, that's that's the thing that you're wanting. You know, you're wanting them to relate that you understand where they are, where you you understand the problem that they're facing and you, because you've been there too, right? That was sort of like the story that you told sitting on your couch or your you know, your two bedroom apartment. And he's like, "I've been there too, and here's how I overcame it. I can help you overcome it as well." Yeah. And I love what um Donald Miller says about uh, essentially how he talks about people will come to you for the external problem to be solved. But the reason why they buy is because you can show that you solve their internal problem. And so the internal problem is a feeling. So they feel uncertain and they, as long as they can feel that you provide certainty for them, then that's the thing that ultimately helps them to make that decision to get them across the line because their decision is essentially a lot of the time subconscious so they justify with their conscious and then they decide ultimately with their subconscious. And so you have to look after this, the conscious, which is like handling objections and all that sort of stuff throughout your stories or your webinars or your presentations. But ultimately, if you can show them that you provide that feeling to them, they will, they will trust it. Yeah, well, that's absolutely you know, incredibly well said. Thank you, Donald Miller. And thank you, Colin. <laughs> yeah, yeah totally. but, but it is, it's, it's such a different way to talk. Like, I, th I think so often we don't think about how to do this stuff. And so we just do it versus like having, having a strategy and strategy is always a helpful thing. But uh, thank you so much for your time and sharing your knowledge. And for all of you listening, go to colinboyd.co to figure this stuff out or sellwithstoryguide.com to get that little freebie. And I mean, I'm going to go there and check that out. But uh, <laughs> so good. Yeah. But thank you so much. Absolutely, Braden. Hey, it's been a pleasure having this conversation and I'm loving what you're doing for your community and you're a great leader. So I appreciate it. Oh, well, thanks. And for all you listening and still on the, um, haven't skipped to the next episode yet. Um, yeah, hang in there. We are assigning different assignments for photography to stay creative on the Film Supply Club YouTube channel and trying to put out content pretty close to daily here on this. So if you want to hear anything about anything, if you're struggling with something, basically want to be able to be a platform that can really help you where you are. So reach out, reach out on Instagram at Braden Flynn. Colin, where are you on Instagram? 
uh, Colin Boyd, C-O-L, just one L. Yeah. Most people in America spell it with two L's, but it's just one. The Colin right, Boyd. The right way with one L. Yeah. <laughs> the right way. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so give him a follow on Instagram if you are in a space where you want to learn how to sell better, sell from your own virtual stage. But thanks again for listening, and we will see you on the next one.